Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are live from Full Service Radio at the Land Hotel in D.C. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids show with a cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I'm your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, reformed blogger turned full-time interviewer, and I got co-host, super engineer, backpack Matt here with me. What up? I know people miss me. You can go ahead and crack the joke. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to say nothing Crack the time. bi-weekly joke. It's see, all good. See, nah, see you assuming, man. <laughs> anyway... Tell people where they can find us. Hey, you can hey, make sure you follow us and support us on all platforms. We're available anywhere podcasts are heard. You know, that's uh, Apple Podcasts mainly, SoundCloud, of course, Stitcher, Google Play. So make sure that you listen. You know, make sure that you spread the good word and, and talk about some of the episodes that might be valuable to a friend who could probably listen to that message, man. But also make sure that you rate, comment, and subscribe. We need to get those numbers up, man. Absolutely. And we're live every Monday at 1 p.m. on fullserviceradio.org. So, you know, if you got some time to kill, not really interested in what's happening in front of your computer at your desk, tune in to us every Monday right here at Full Service Radio at 1 o'clock. And for those who missed the live broadcast, you can catch us uh, later on um, on still first fullserviceradio.org or one of the platforms that Matt just mentioned um, t- on Tuesday. Uh, and shout out, shout out to Super Engineer Jack Ensley. Yes. You know what I'm saying? For yes. helping us make all this possible. <laughs> so I give myself the flex bomb. That's warranted. That's warranted. That's fair. <laughs> All right, and um, also before we get into the uh, before we introduce our guest, um, if you haven't caught an episode of our lifestyle travel web series, Cool Calm Connected, head over to allthefly.kids.com right now to see episodes one through four. I'm dropping new episodes uh, for the next three Wednesdays, so go ahead and subscribe to the All the Fly Kids YouTube page so you don't miss out. You just dropped the All Things Go episode, right? Like I, yesterday or, or two days. Yeah, that was that was bonus content. Bonus you know, content. Kind of, yeah. We weren't actually going to put that one out because um. There were some pieces that were uh, we weren't able to some get a hold logistical of. logistical differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it. I just want to see how the people would take to it. But that also is available um, on our YouTube page as well. And uh, make sure you also just stay tuned to what's coming from Fairground. Some uh, some good visual content that I think everybody, whether you are D.C.-based or not, uh, will greatly be interested in. I think as a whole, our whole team is leveling up right now. It's a beautiful feeling, honestly. Yeah, yeah. all day. So... We've reached the final week of Women's History Month, and today's guest, I've really been looking forward to having this woman in particular in studio, because I'm big on taking my friends on cultural and lifestyle field trips all the time, because, you know, I just want people to be hip, you know, um, and sometimes you got to be hands-on and, you know, take them in the field with you, you know, but um, this lady right here, she's doing these field trips in a much smarter, not harder way. <laughs> You know, so um, today's guest is a historian and educator who's passionate about utilizing technology to provide inclusive opportunities and increased exposure in cultural settings for people of color. She's the founder of her first startup, Curated by Kai, which provides virtual reality field trips in the arts for students in underserved communities. Uh, so basically, she's pretty much created one of the illest tech life hacks around. So Yo, we need to get the applause ASAP <laughs> on this one. We need so for applause. episode 67, a look in my viewfinder. And to some horns. Today's guest family, I'd like to introduce Miss Kai Fraser to the All the Fly Kids show. Thank you for being on the Perfect. Thank you for having me. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this episode, especially for the technology aspect and the social <laughs> impact. It's going to be dope. Let's do it. Yes, yes. All right. So tell people where you're from. Uh, I haven't so, asked that question in a long sure. time. Sure. So I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I okay. moved to Chicago. My whole family's from Chicago. And then my mom joined the military, which brought me to 757 Hampton Roads. Ooh. So I have been living there okay. most of my life. Shout out 757. Seven. My, Maybe my, I, know, I know it's a big port area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And my mom's from Suffolk. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, I, so I grew up in Chesapeake. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've uh, spent quite a bit of my childhood down, down there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right, so have you always been interested in technology and just how it can be used as an educational tool? Because <laughs> no, all right, and I, sorry, and I, <laughs> it's so far fetched that I'm even doing technology that I still laugh, obviously. And no. why is that? Uh, because I was a history teacher. I worked right. with textbooks, wow. globes. Uh, I was so bad at tech that I trained my students to do all my tech for me. So you were very so when analog. I, yeah. So when I came in, I was like, okay, this needs to be smart boards, got to be set up. Uh, this projector's got to be done. Projector, don't don't uh, let me come into this classroom about everything being set up. So. I didn't do the tech. Okay. Well, at least you know you were good at delegating yes. to be a leader. Transparent <laughs> slides. <laughs> okay. And so what just sparked the interest? Oh, what sparked the interest in tech? Um, I was tired of being in schools and the tech never made it to the kids. Okay. Uh, so it was all these cool things and you see people with these kids with iPads and all the, what's happening, they thought tech was going to like close the education gap, but really it increased education gap right. in the low income areas Absolutely. because the kids in underserved communities never got this stuff. Yes. So it was like, how do we do it? And we keep thinking that organizations or people are going to come from their communities to come to our communities to fix it but really we got to fix it ourselves okay i I know just thinking back on my childhood uh being in public school um they tried they had this trial where they gave us all playstation ones Mm -hmm. you know i was in the fourth or fifth grade and they thought that was going to be the big you Mm -hmm. know bridge to technology Mm -hmm. gap by just and what happened oh you kids play playstation so we're going to give them a playstation and have these like educational games and it was a dud it was a dud the games i mean it was like in 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 concept sure but it was uh misguided and yeah we didn't really learn anything from it we just Mm -hmm. got the free playstation yeah and that's what i'm seeing a lot of we're giving kids ipads and cell phones but and the kids are getting in trouble because there's no guidelines or parameters no thought going into it Mm -hmm. so people don't like me to talk about it but a lot of my students I taught um, middle school so my kids are like you know 13 going to high school and um, the students in the area are getting up in child pornography they're having issues because if you have a cell but think about it think about it though if you have a cell phone we've come a long way from scramble porn but but this is not (laughs) but the kids you so imagine having a conversation with a 13 year old about why having a cell phone out at their beach vacation with the little 5 year old sister who has no top on because she's 5 how when they show that video to friends it's now child pornography Absolutely. So the kids are getting caught up, and of course they're not trying them as kids. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, and, but nobody's those. ever having these conversations with them when they put it in their hands. So they're also on, t- on top of it, uh, making the education gap wider is also providing repercussions that we didn't imagine because nobody's getting in front of it um, to teach them. See, that's real because you know, mm-hmm. I only thought of the educational gap as like my PlayStation example is pretty uh, antiquated, but. You'll see a lot of these private schools in the area are really giving them like advanced MacBook Pros, mm-hmm. iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. And you're at not like first seeing grade. That. At first grade. Like yep. it's nothing. Kindergarten, yeah. Wow. You know, the closest you'll get in like DC public schools that I've seen, you know, is a Spanish teacher might assign homework via Duolingo app. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which is, you know, convenient, but that's miles, you know, away from <laughs> getting yeah. a physical device. You know right. I mean? Having the state of the art laptop to take home with you and then using school and things like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow, they're doing that in the like in yeah. secondary level. They're and, and doing it all over. They're, we just never saw it. Right. Uh, and even that's the PlayStation happening. thing that I didn't know schools were doing. And that, that was back in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But it was a failed attempt. You know, <laughs> somebody was innovative, and you know, through bureaucracy and stuff like that, it probably got watered down to that. So yeah. okay, I could dig it. So once you you know you 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 picked up on this and you said okay, I'm going to start implementing more. Um, try to help do what I can to close that tech gap in the schools that I that I work in. How long did you do, were you working on that before you decided, okay, I need to take this a step further? I, I, think, I, I think I figured out a way to make this accessibility something that I could provide to not just school students that I work with, but, you know, people in underserved communities in general. Uh, it was, uh, I want to say it was a very long road, uh, but they say starting is the hardest part. So once I could see that this is a huge issue, it was a couple of people that reached out to me that made me think that I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the very first groups that reached out to me was Georgetown. Um, Georgetown, they actually, they gave me a, a direct message and said like, hey, we have a maker lab. Do you want to come down here and check it out? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know what a maker lab is. I go down there and I'm like, oh, you have all these materials for me to create things. And I didn't realize that was uh, a thing. Right. So that was the first person that said, like, you can, this can be a job. This can be something. So right. I, so then um, I went to Silicon Valley for my first time and started to see all these people talking about ideas. And any of my virtual reality attempts, uh, they weren't me thinking crazy. That's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So it supposed had, to think crazy. Mm-hmm, so exactly. But in the D.C. world, it's like, right. we've always done it this way. Yes. So right. it had to take me leaving and having people to say, like, you're not crazy for me to actually feel like maybe I can do this. I really relate to that from being from Prince George's County and flying out and going to college in Silicon Valley. It's like Night and you day. come back and, mm-hmm. you know, my pers- I would think my perspective is the norm because I spent, you know, years 18 to 22 there. But then I come back and it's a little bit more concerned. Well, it's a lot more conservative here. Yeah. You know, even though this is a big hub for innovation as well, it's yes. through the lens of, you know, federal government. Federal government. It's a lot of bureaucracy. It's just not the same level of free innovation. Yeah. But there's still a lot of there's a lot of um, innovation within the social change and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. lens in in dc now too there's innovation Mm. but for specifically what i'm doing with virtual technology virtual reality and augmented reality that's just not a discipline that's widely used here for example i'll even tell i'll bring somebody and say hey you do photography can you help me film this in 360 and the camera it films all the way around Mm -hmm. in 360 and they'll say me like well where do i stand it's like well no you just hold it's already filming so just simple things like where to hold the camera we're talking about hardcore developing it's just not there right now it will be there yeah, but right now it's just not. Um, we haven't sold so much into that discipline just yet on this coast, and we will eventually. Just at this point in time, if I, as fast as tech moves, yeah. I have to move with the tech. And at that point, it's um, taking some long vacations to different places where there's some great advances in the specific tech that I'm using. I mean, that's absolutely necessary. I think in order to be able to to to, sh- to spread knowledge. Yeah, and know. I'll come back. Like I, I kind of come back every couple of months, so it's not like I'm not leaving DC. It's just um, if I I have to go to where the resources are, Absolutely. and if I'm smart, you bring the resources back so oh, others yeah. can learn with from a whole it. new perspective yeah. that can add some add value. Yeah. Instead of the same old same old, I see you brought some 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 props. I wouldn't even call it props. It's <laughs> actually the tool. <laughs> The tool, the headset. What, what, what do you have with, uh, with us today? Uh, so I have a very cheap virtual reality headset. It okay. works what, great. What's very cheap? Uh, this is this is a t- uh, fifteen dollars. Oh, uh, so that yeah, is so very, very cheap. cheap. No, no, I work with the kids in uh, low income communities. So it's always 
worked with, so I'm not going to come with something that's super expensive unless I have a way to pay for it for them. Okay. So these are very cheap, um, but I can get them. I saw I was at the Target checkout uh, a month ago, and I saw a whole row of them next to the candy at the checkout for ten dollars, just like cheap right. VR things. So that's yeah, where it is my, now. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think that the uh, the technology was you know ubiquitous enough and commonplace enough to where they were even selling devices. It was. Right. It was like the like, common mindset is that it's mm-hmm. it was steep. like all the candy and the gum to check out and VR headsets. And I'm was, thinking that it's at the level of where you know when Google came out with Google, Google Glass cardboard. It was, mm-hmm. and it was still at that level in terms nope, of price. Here, but even Google came out with Google Cardboard, which mm-hmm. was, yes, you know, with materials are much cheaper. Fifteen dollars right. for it. What's 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 the top of the line cost for a VR um, headset? It depends. You can have maybe an um, Oculus. I think they're about three ninety nine, but they have an Oculus Go now that's one ninety nine. Um, that's still they not the bad. It's, no, it's not right. bad at I'm all. I'm thinking that this is in the but thousands of dollar no, range or something. No, So, I mean, like, high price maybe, like, a good one, maybe one ninety nine for the new Oculus Go that's coming out, but you gotta think you got a classroom of 35 kids. Yeah. Um, you, you can't... You, it This example, this $15 one is a lot more reasonable so all the kids can kind of experience right. it and we can get the technology to more kids faster. And if something happens to it, it's not that big of a loss. No, no, because I actually spilled, um, we were in South by Southwest uh, two weeks ago and I spilled um, taco and salsa all over this one. <laughs> It's, so it's still here. It still works. It still here. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. I know you were selected um, as a part of the tech spotlight for South by Southwest. Yes. So let's talk about that. Um. Well, that every day in this journey, I think I I, I look at myself and I think like, uh, should I be doing this? Or, and are they crazy enough to let me into South by Southwest? And then I got there, and what I see is, uh, what's a good way to put it on a podcast? Um, Let's keep it real. Privileged mediocrity running rampant. You know, Can we get I, a horn? <laughs> no, keep, keep talking. Lots of horns, right? Just privileged this mediocrity. privileged mediocrity <laughs> running everywhere. So this concept of, you know, as being black, you can't step into a room not having everything together. Right. But yeah. for this side, it's like if you have a dream and a team, you don't even got to have a project, most a product most times. So they're just sitting here getting money. I mean, millions off of a dream and right. a team. Right. And knowing um, people. Knowing getting people, in the, getting able into to get the into rooms. the room, that's it. That's how hard. And so when you start to look at it from a different view and you see how much money is in the game, not that I ever did this for money, but it's like, what could, I always say like when you go to um, low income areas, the hood has no shortage of geniuses and prodigies. We don't have Absolutely. resources and opportunities. Right. So when you walk into that space and you see just money, opportunity, resources, it's like, oh my God, I'm living my life wrong. And how do I bring this back? So South by Southwest, I Everybody we met was very nice. I will say that um, the, there's a, a group next to me that will stay with me forever because they came from overseas and the lady had a um, misspellings in her marketing materials. Mm-hmm. So it was like, learn more about your, your business. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, and I remember, and, and, and I remember she had like a hoodie on and I was like, can, it, can you imagine if I walk into this room with a hoodie on and misspellings? <laughs> they would have been, and not to mention when we got there, we were at a spotlight where they had tables for each company and they tried to put us in the back of the bus. We were in the, we walked in there and we were like, I know we did not fly from DC to Austin to be way in the back. So we were like, how do we finesse this to be next to the bars? Um, And we had to keep on, but like, we're not, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we can hustle, we can finesse, we can do all these things. It's just the resources in the room. So we can't be in that room and be in the back. Just traditionally, everybody thinks of South by Southwest today as like the music like the mm-hmm. fader for it and all that stuff but yeah. it, traditionally it's been it technology tech. mm-hmm. yeah 
uh, with Austin being one of the major tech hubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really country. interesting for all the tech things. Of course, it's rooms that look nothing like me. I would ask questions about pathways to bring diversity and, and people who are not in tech into tech. And I, I commonly got dismissed and people try to downplay my questions. Yeah. Um, it was just a really, it wasn't, I mean, it in reality, it was what I expected. Um, but now I'm in the room, so I got to keep, you know, I'm not the one to put in the room because you're going to get sick of me really quickly. So now, like, okay, now I see how this is working. I figure it out. I'm gonna, like, I, I know the strategy behind this. So now I just got to figure out how to get there. Okay. So if I can do all this on the East Coast, what can I do with money and being on the West Coast? Because I'm doing this. I have no money right. doing this right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hoping going forward, we have a lot of cool things we can do. I want to add more context real quick, right? Okay. So we, we mentioned the headset, right? So mm-hmm. walk, walk me through, you know, when somebody puts on the headset, what sure. is the experience? that they get sure so my issue was working in museums for a while um, I was the only black person in a lot of the museums mm-hmm. um, working museum events people would hand me their champagne glasses because they thought I was to help most of the time mm-hmm. um, you know it was just really hard to be in those spaces and people also think because you are local to an area that you've been to the museums or any of the cultural things yes. I think I'm gonna stop you because on your podcast with Byron Byron and I we grew up together since third grade okay. so you mentioned something about being a bad tourist in your own area Yes. Correct. And how you never visited or you don't visit a lot of the places here. I, I will. I do. But I know that. What brought you to do that? What happened from I, being a bad tourist? To- I mean, just because I mean, a lot of the museums I hadn't gone to since because I mean, I grew, I grew up in PG County. Yeah. So I've been to pretty much every museum and monument yeah. in D.C. Right. How about your but, friends? Um, Depend upon where they come from. Okay. Depend upon the, the school systems that they that they came up in. So I was, yeah. I'll say a lot of my friends who um are from the city who didn't grow up with any type of privilege you know many of them may not have even gone to anything when they were in were in school you know what i mean um but the reason why i decided to do that is because i just had suddenly said you know i have an interest in history yeah and for just leisure purposes you know as well as art things like that you know and just it's fun and it's free it's you know free. you know of all the cities i've lived in mm-hmm. and been to dc is the one place where you can go to these museums and these monuments for free you went to one like last week right the civil war joint or something like that. oh yeah on saturday yeah. that's oh, good for you how yes. about you do you visit places from yeah being I, I visit them i also like worked at the uh, american history museum oh, cool. like, uh, during between my freshman and sophomore year so that you know kind of being exposed to it again early on yeah. in college kind of gave me a renewed appreciation for yeah. it. yeah and there's always a, and there's always not maybe as often as I would like, but you, if you look at all these different museums, there's usually an exhibit that will play into your interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To there's some degree. something in there, yeah. You know what I mean? So I just gotta, you just gotta look. But I know everybody is level of inclination to do that is, is yeah. different. You know? Well, you saying that in each museum there's an exhibit that will spark your interest. That's what we're doing. We're highlighting the inclusive, representative, the diverse exhibitions and bringing them on virtual reality. So we go there, we film um, on over 360 equipment, and then once we film it, we edit it. You can watch it on your cell phone, on YouTube, put it into a uh, virtual reality headset or you can just watch it um you know if you're on youtube for 360 video you can turn it really easily and yeah. see everything mm-hmm. so you can do that i was that. doing that with your uh one video with the at the uh, uh dr king yes uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and we it was important to do that because it's this um year is 50 years since its assassination mm-hmm. on april 4th and 68 so we wanted to make sure we had something there so kids could actually see the memorial and he's the first uh african-american to be memorialized on the mall right so you know we've got to show that to kids and we're talking about being in this area and things being 
free um, and we being us being close to things. So you go over maybe the next state or two states and things are not free and they're not close to things. Yes. So or if you go over to, let's say, um, I don't know, uh, Chicago or uh, my family's from, they may not get to see like uh, we're going to film the Obama portraits next. They may never see the Obama portraits mm-hmm. in Chicago, which, you know, that's he's great. He's a huge deal in Chicago. Yes. So how do we make those opportunities? And there's always money issues. There's always um, there's always going to be something and barriers to entry, uh, whether it's from the museums or from the schools. But if we can find a way to, um, you know, kind of hustle those 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 barriers, we can make progress. So what I've been doing is just filming so I can bring those experiences to students who would not get the chance to visit or maybe have an interest and never knew it because they never saw it early. Yeah. So you're you're providing an an immersive experience, an immersive experience to exposure to new opportunities um, and just new worlds, new ideas that when I used to teach in history, it would be hard to show a history book and say, look, this this, uh, picture right here, this is where, you know, what we're talking about, but for them to actually put a headset on and maybe see like the Dome of the Rock, for example, and see Mm. Jerusalem and things like that. I mean, we taught, when I used to teach history in Islam, I did, I did a world religions too. So Islam was a hard one for me to teach and because the students were around their parents for so long when I said Islam a lot of the kids thought I was talking about terrorism off jump and that's because that's their only reference point that's their only reference point so they could see what it looked like to be at the Dome on the Rock to see morning prayer to see all these things maybe they want to know more than just oh I can't talk about that my mom said it's terrorism look Islam I'm not Muslim but I have gone to um I have gone to Juma once. Yeah. Met a good friend of mine who's Muslim. And Islam is a beautiful thing. I had an amazing experience that Friday. And it was outside, actually, in a, um, a park in uh, Congress Heights, uh, right at the intersection of Malcolm X uh, uh, Avenue and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue. But um, I had a quick... I wanted to ask a little bit more about... Talk a little bit more about just diversi- diversity and inclusivity. Okay. Which are two of my... I have they a lo- say I, diversity I, is for white people. I have a love-hate relationship with diversity and yeah. inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you, Do you it, say that too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Diversity it, is for white, for white people? or uh, I say that because diversity is the, um, it's the buzzword because it means no action. Right. So with, the, with those two words, diversity and inclusivity being buzzwords in a lot of uh, boardrooms mm-hmm. and just even um, websites, offices, corporate websites, um, museums, wherever. Um, mm-hmm. I think doing exactly what you've done, which is, you know, create something that'll work with or without support of a major institution to come. Because you could just implant this anywhere. Mm-hmm. You could keep it going. It could stay alive yeah. on its own. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way for blacks and other people of color to just proactively lead that conversation yeah. with diversity. Because I think that's the issue, too. Not enough of us are leading Not the conversation. Enough. I have so many, like you, mixed feelings about those talks. Because if you're having a diversity or inclusivity talk and everybody in the room looks like you, then who are you really talking to? Yeah. You know, they're not doing anything. So I, I felt like I could go to all these talks but what was doing more for other people in the field was to see somebody as a subject matter expert just being present yeah. mm-hmm. um, because you know that's the act of resistance in its own just being there uh, so I tried to make sure that I am doing the best that I can do in all these fields but two inclusivity is that act of actually you know taking the action to make sure that there is diversity in the room like that diversity is the outcome you know yeah. it's not that so people always go to diversity and we don't talk about the action yeah. or representation when I go when I used to teach my students would always say like Miss Frazier where am I in the history books Miss Frazier what happened to me and nothing for my students so it's like how do I give them a representative world and lens to view the history through so they care about other things yeah. but they you know if they keep seeing um, I would show history films in my classroom and it would go into the like in 1968 and, and, and kids would always right 
like tune out. It's all white cast. Right. They don't care. And it was like, so what am I showing this so I can get my work done on the side? Right. Because they're not watching it. Exactly. So it's you know we don't have that magic school bus that um, Bill and I think in this century for uh, this um, decade for us. So it's like, how do we make it learning cool that this stuff sticks with us like Oregon Trail did back in the day? Oh man, Oregon Trail. We I, all know about typhus still to this day. Right? <laughs> Typhoid fever yeah, like, and all that. Yeah, cholera, crossing the river, all these things that still stay with us. I got a question for both you and Matt uh, since y'all have a lot of experience within um, Silicon Valley and uh, just tech in general. Um, so there's great efforts being made to further open the tech playing field for women and people of color. Um, are people in those groups becoming more successful at acquiring capital from angels and venture capitalists or are they just opting to raise their own funds? I think in your observations. Do you want to go first? I, I'm newer to the tech I can world. Go first. You um, from having friends who you know go on that route or chase that dream, you know, uh, the failure rate is pretty high, I will say. You know, uh, the people who have gotten to a point where they're getting series funding and whatnot, mm-hmm. they really had a really strong uh, network of non-blacks mm-hmm. really in their corner okay. or, you know, mm-hmm. had to kind of take a step back and let somebody else who was lighter in skin to kind of be mm-hmm. the front person or the you spokesperson. You better tell the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's just, it's, once again, it speaks to what we talked about earlier, just being able to get into the room. Yeah. But it's so many aspects that people just don't talk about that goes into that. It's the mixers. It's the, the house parties that, you know, that you really start to develop those relationships. And mm-hmm. you, it's really hard to get into that. Like, most of the black people who I've seen be successful in that regard in Silicon Valley for the most part, they weren't. They were part of maybe a white fraternity or mm. you know, a white uh, student organization, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, the people who were in the black fraternities or black student-run organizations, they didn't have that same network. It's just it's just more difficult. And yeah. a lot of them work at Google and work at these companies, but they're not starting companies. Okay. Yeah. So. It's. I'll say for me, what I learned from South by Southwest is that uh, my startup star falls under social impact yeah. so for venture ca- capitalists I'm not going to give them our on paper I'm doing education so I'm not going to give that 100 fold return investment um, but I will we're making social impact so okay. we will get money too but like that can't be the leading factor in having these conversations mm-hmm. so if I'm talking about changing the community kids who go to museums by kindergarten by third grade they have higher scores than the second and third that's where they're going to invest in and I also feel like the atmosphere of Trump right now is almost working in our favor because people know we've gone so far to a side we should have never been yeah. they're trying they feel a responsibility of social impact yes and not in all areas but you know the arts are like hey that's not as dangerous we can do that so <laughs> you know so i'm getting into rooms that i'm just still pinching myself like are you sure it's me you want me in here um well, but i wouldn't be there if you weren't supposed to be there. yeah you know what amen and one, <laughs> and one more thing that i want to note that's pretty important is just like most of us come into college you know or leave college with debt or if we don't leave college with debt, we still need to have a job where we allocate a lot of our time to mm-hmm. stay afloat. Yes. And that's a big uh, barrier between us and non-blacks, you know what I mean, who are not you know, major minorities, is because they can allocate and take that risk mm-hmm. because, you know, granddad or grandma mm-hmm. is paying for that apartment or, you know, giving them that extra yep. cash if they need that in that emergency fund. And a lot of the people who I went to school with in, in, in that network in Silicon Valley who are black, they just don't have that. They're like they first generation it. or second generation. I sold my house. Or you're, or you're, <laughs> or you're this, this kid that I learned about on YouTube named Ryan who made $11 million last year just doing kid 
videos about i don't know what you gotta know your audience right <laughs> i was like and i just said what right. and my nephew my nephew he's also into it just on the phone and he's finding more this is a three-year-old by yeah. the way and he's just finding more videos and i told him i was like man you better than ryan he's like no i'm not and i was like yes you are and so that even bothered me but for the fact the that thing. the fact that he said no i'm At not a young better. age and i said kids have to be told you are better than that i always said if i ever have kids i'm never gonna tell them to be twice as good because i'm seeing that that good is mediocre when i go to these rooms so what's twice as good as being mediocre right. you know it's like do the best you can do go in there and just start thinking you know like they always say you don't have to tell white kids you can be president because they know it mm -hmm. but we have to always say the things like that so it's just constantly at a young age getting these kids and saying you can do whatever you want and then seeing people that look like them yeah. that's the representation and then they can see and we still have a black panther right. you know so it's like how do we keep but you know you gotta that's what kind of makes people scared once representation happens what have people get empowered and they you know and that's when it's like whoa whoa too much bring it back so we're trying to make sure that we are also providing a representative example and then providing resources so people at a young age can see they can do it too yeah yeah I, I, there's a video out there youtube video that i showed some some young black kids who i mentor of like a six-year-old who's learned to develop a game and, and learn how to code on his on his own you know he just went and did a youtube binge and just learned how to code yeah so that there's a digital divide but the silver lining is that there kids don't have to go through school and college to to learn they just need to know where to go to where get to that go. right and, just, and it sparked that interest because you know once i showed those kids they were like whoa this is crazy i would love to do this mm -hmm. but it had to take me to, you know, to, to present that, that yeah. to them. Yeah. And a lot of times we wait for corporations to like do a diversity uh, push, a yeah, one-off to go in there, and it's like, no, we can do it. Yeah. And this is this is a great segue to talk about curated by Kai, which yeah. we have not talked about yet, but oh, we very talk, we really I need talk to. A lot, so. so Again, again, just so, so in case people forgot, Curated by Kai provides virtual reality field trips in the arts for students in underserved communities. Yes. And I'm sure you do even more than that with Curated by Kai. So I'll let you take the floor. Oh, boy. So, I and mean, talk about that Art Tech House you, event that you did, too. Oh, which you're is so one, kind. Which is one of my uh, favorite uh, places in the city to, to visit. Sure. So the Art Tech House was for my birthday. And I was like, you know what? Starting is the hardest part. Just start. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even tell people I actually paid for that event. I wanted to make sure that everybody could come in for free with no barriers the entry the nighttime exhibition that is like 20 some dollars mm -hmm. for our tech house uh, so we made it so um they could come in experience a new exhibition at that point it was kingdom of colors um and the cool thing about our tech house is they're already playing around with augmented reality yeah so that's the bar mm -hmm. they have there so yep. on top of free admission my guests got free drinks and if they download the app they could actually see augmented reality because that's hard to explain to people yes. yeah i was um, going to ask you to differentiate between vr and AR. sure so mm -hmm. i tell people that um augmented reality is your snapchat filters and your pokemon go how mm -hmm. do you hold your phone up and see something that's not there but your virtual reality is you're immersed usually a headset yeah. so you're in a different world mm -hmm. um, so the virtual reality is easier to make because it's filming in 360 and then adding the development things into it but the augmented reality is just like really heavy programming so that's the second step that we're going into right now so for that event um, I used my last bit of savings just to pay to make sure everybody was free for that night they could come in and enjoy it and tell a friend and then figure out you know how to keep this going Yo, from here on out respect to that you you because and as, then I was as, poor. As my, as my good friend <laughs> Sophia over here knows, she knows that I do the same thing. I'm big on just making sure that everybody can have the full experience just, and there's no come. barrier to access. Yeah. You know, you don't have to tell me, oh, I ain't got the 20 to get in. Like, no. Yeah, just I, come. 
come just I'm going to give you a good experience. Yeah. And, and I, I want you to experience that. And it was crazy because I it was 100 people that we had the space for. And in like five days, I was already at max capacity of people wow. on waiting lists and stuff. Like, how do I get in? Because they can't get into Art Tech House. Like, yeah. it's the exhibitions come up so fast. And if you're not in the museum space, you don't know when the exhibitions are changing and what's happening yeah. next. So mm-hmm. they just miss it. It sells out in like a couple, you know, a week or so, and they're out. So, um, so yeah, that was the opening launch event. And then from there, it's just been trial and error, pivoting, seeing it will work. And right now, I'm super excited because we are at the point that um, this week, actually, we were going to be filming the Obama portraits. Mm, um, so nice, to yeah, be able that. to bring those portraits to students across the U.S. So, and we've already seen the viral photos of the little girl Parker and um in front of the Amy Sherrill portraits of Michelle Obama and how yes. much that means at a young age. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, uh, there was an event at the Kennedy Center um, a couple months ago that Misty Copeland was curating a ballet. And I remember being there and I'm like, wow, this is, I didn't start seeing ballets until I was like 29, 30. And there was a little uh, white girl in front of me who was like four and she was mimicking everything and doing like little ballerina moves. And I was like, wow, what would the hood do if they could all mimic you know, right. Alvin Ayler, something at a young age and see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what does that change for their trajectory or what they want to be when they grow up or things they do? But we never see that. So I'm watching her at four enjoy it. I'm like 30, like, oh, wow, this is brand new to me. Right. So how do we make it so they see it earlier? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping by bringing things like the Obama portraits and other history, monuments, landmarks, just whatever that I can correlate with the history books that I teach and history that we get a little sentence in the history books that like a little uh, brush over. We don't want that. So we're going to go into those topics that are super important, but just don't get the space they need on the history book as history books are his story. um, And they're state by state. So you will get a different history in Texas than you do in New York. And have you applied this so you've applied this to um, just like, you know, music events, concerts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so I'm right? trying to focus on music because I think that, you know, when I teach history, we talk about the greats like maybe Duke Ellington or mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald. And we wait till after they're, they're dead to be history, yes. you know, but it's a difference between history and news. Yes. So, but we still have greats right now who are doing amazing things and they don't have to die and be gone for like 30 years before we say like, like I, I had, um, I worked in an event at Radio City Music Hall recently and um, I had never seen Usher perform live and Usher did like a full hour thing and I'm filming and I'm like, wow. I forgot how long Usher has been in this game. Yes, he should, like Usher got hits. Hits, you know, and you never <laughs> stop to think. And it's like you know, maybe he'll be in the history books because he's held it down this entire time. Like he's a song to like our adult, like our, he's a soundtrack to a lot of our adult life. Yes, because he's been like I want to say listen to him in Adult middle school teen, across like three yeah. decades. right across three decades. so you can't tell me that's not worth history and what's yeah. gonna what's what does it have to take for that to be history for a white man to tell us that's history mm-hmm. we can't say it's history we can't record it we can't do stuff so what about kids who could see that in 360 in vr and see what it takes to put that work in early and not just music like some music um history things and we're doing museums as well so i'm trying to stay in those lanes uh because most startups fail because they're not focused enough yeah devil's advocate question right just the the trade-off between the benefits of you know vr and ar Mm -hmm. technology you know promoting immersion Mm -hmm. you know uh, reducing barriers of entry and promoting um uh, empathy learning Mm -hmm. right you know perspective but we've already seen the effects of like the internet and the internet 2.0 social media and you know kids aren't going outside being as face-to-face mm-hmm. yes. social as it used to be mm-hmm. oh, i think no. everybody in this room remembers going out and playing after they got home from school you know yeah to some pressed you know knowing, so the lights your, came knowing, on. The, knowing your neighbors <laughs> I was knowing, pressed. The, knowing the people who lived in your cul-de-sac or your block and then i feel like as we go more and more on this technological tr- frontier we're kind of 
detract that's from the always the question i get i'm ready for you so for <laughs> that my vr is never end all be all i'm hoping it will spark you to want to go out so when like for example i did a, a 360 vr just raw footage of our tech house and then i was like here's all the information to get here mm-hmm. here's tips that you didn't know like for example like the african-american museum like if you go there maybe a vr experience is cool but did you know um, at one o'clock Monday through Friday, you can walk up and go. People in DC don't know that, and they're on the outside, like, yes. "Oh, I wish you could get in." You can just walk up there. Yeah, I, just, I just found out about the one o'clock See? walk up too. <laughs> People don't know that now, every so. day, six thirty a.m., you can get in queue to get a ticket, and you usually do get tickets if you just go on your computer. But people don't know that, so it's like I hope that the VR experience will spark it, so you can actually look at the resources and say, "This is how I actually make the trip." Yeah. And then when we get funding, I hope we can like you know um, make it so kids in their classes can actually come and visit the places right. so right so it's just little sets we're, we're getting in where we can and then encouraging the bigger um the bigger goal of them actually being in the museums well, i don't know how often this hop- happens but i know a couple years ago facebook did a uh, pop-up uh, a vr pop-up over at a uh, union market right outside i was going there to meet up meet up with somebody and i see this so i said oh, okay put the headset on they it was of a um it was a um virtual reality uh setup for um an African savannah, and so that was pretty dope. And there were yeah. other, I guess there were other um, scenes and things that they that they offered as well. But that's the one that on my headset. But that in itself, that was my first time ever experiencing virtual reality, and I was an adult. You know what I mean? And and I've done a lot of things, but that wasn't one that I'd done. But I, it made me really appreciate the technology and want to learn more about it when I experienced it for myself. Yeah, and that and that's usually what it is. Um, so, But most people don't get chances to do that. And there are some great uh, pop-up things that are happening. I had to pull up my phone because I don't know where this is going to be at, but there's a, a VR experience I went to is Carne uh, Arena. It's the guy, uh, Alejandro, um, I'm going to mess up his last name, but the guy who uh, directed Birdman. Okay. Um, and Word. he has this VR experience that I saw in, in uh, LACMA, the um, L.A., um, County Museum yeah, of Art. Yeah, I never get it right. Yes, that museum, <laughs> the lights. Um, and he actually has it. So it is simulating what it's like being a migrant crossing the border um, south to north. And it goes yeah. into like the floodlights, the guns being drawn at you. And I remember thinking my privilege was I could take off my headphones and not have to hear it. It was terrifying. Um, but they're actually, from what I'm seeing, people are sending me uh, messages saying it's coming to D.C. Nice. So if that comes to D.C., like that's something, that's another yeah, event that will be here. Look, I'd um, like to see that too. Yeah, it's, it's intense. And you're by yourself um, and you're barefoot. And it's it's just it's a lot, okay. but it's definitely worth going to visit. Well, before we get into random aside, I got one more question for you. So what you got? I can't remember if I read this in the um, the, the article in either Black Enterprise or Forbes, but it talks about how when you were a high school senior, you were homeless, mm-hmm. um, and that your high school senior teacher, your senior high school, your high school teacher? history mm-hmm. teacher, she really influenced your decision to go to college mm-hmm. when you had already decided, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, two questions: What exactly did she do to help change your mind and do you think without experiencing homelessness and just knowing what it means to go without at that level you'd be as passionate about connecting people with limited access um no that's definitely why i do this you know nobody should ever have to struggle as hard as i did growing up so i will say so i had two teachers that were very helpful i had one was my history teacher and uh he told me um I, I was I was homeless. I didn't really have much to do. So I was like, well, what can I do? Can I be a water girl? He coached basketball. And he was like, uh, you're smart. You can you can do a lot more than being a water girl. I'm like, well, I don't really know what else to do. And he was like, well, you can uh, keep the books and be the, at the officiating table. I'm like, I don't even do math. What are you talking about? So he um, made me kind of grow out myself and take on something I never knew I could do. And I actually... Um, 
made uh, what do you call it? I lettered twice in boys varsity basketball mm. from being the officiator at the um, at the games. And then he um, in his class though he gave me John Lewis's book um, and just was like here you know we have book assignments. This is your book you're going to read. And I'm like okay. So I knew John Lewis, but I never read his whole memoirs. It's a, it's a heavy thick book. Um, so I did that, and that really showed me a story of somebody who like against every eye at a young age kept going. Um, and then I had a math teacher that told me um, the reason why I sucked at math was because I was defeated before I started. So she he, she kept telling me like you can do math, but you cry every time we bring the book out. So it was like really knowing that that was the issue that maybe if I just changed my mindset that I could actually you know do more things. So mm. those two together. Um, so it wasn't that I wasn't going to go to college. It was that survival was all you're thinking about. So yeah. it's not, I don't think it's not for me. I'm like what college? How do I apply? Yeah. What what anything? So somebody gave me waivers. I didn't know what a waiver was, yeah. and that's where I got my applications to go through. And then it came down to college touring. I didn't know how to get to it. I was home. How am I going to get to a college to, to look at it? So I was like, well, here goes nothing. So I kept on going and I liked it. I went to school in Richmond at VCU and I liked it because it was kind of like urban and like, you know, colleges are either in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of the city. And now, that was I, I've, seen the, I've seen the VCU campus oh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's dope. It yeah, is it's dope. It's, Y'all got a lot of stuff going on around there. a lot there. of stuff going on. It's just, you know, you got to be safe, you know. You, you, <laughs> so it's <laughs> a different, it's a different, it's a different school. Out on it's very, Street, you hear mm-hmm, me? Exactly. Don't go to the park at night. Yeah, don't, uh, don't cross over the aqueduct. <laughs> That's, that's real my, like true story my first year we lived next to this bridge and they said don't don't cross this bridge and yeah. somebody crossed it and came back with like bullet shots don't, and we were don't, like don't we were like don't that bridge you, you can't you gotta be careful out there <laughs> shout out to the cookout out there though at least yeah. y'all got a cookout that man. was newer but when I went to school it was Richmond was the number one per, for murders per capita if I remember correctly Word, wow. um, so anyway so I do all that just to make sure like kids can actually do this it was my teachers that told me like you know maybe you can do this somebody put somebody took me and I was homeless somebody put money down for me to do a deposit to even save my spot to go to college yeah. and then it was just struggling every single day working full time being an RA doing whatever I could but there's no awards for that right yeah. you don't get no awards for working like full time and doing that but the kid who had a comfortable household that could study all day they're the ones that get awards not the kids like me who are struggling and even talking to y'all today and I hope we can change that narrative so the kids who have that uh, perseverance and that tenacity are the ones that are getting you know the shine because they're they're the real that's who you want running your companies okay well the energy is good so we are going to slide right into random aside 30 random questions about stuff you ready why not let's do it all right and i think you're going to complete it because everybody's been completed. okay yeah i saw byron completed it so i gotta complete yes it. I he can't. set the bar i, I heard <laughs> i can't so go out like prepare. that i was like no i gotta do it all right so boom what's the flyest thing you've ever done uh the flyest thing i've ever done is i got to interview john lewis my first year at the museums and that's my hero so i got into this so i was really happy to be able to do that okay pick a superhero uh, see, I'm not big on superhero. I'm more of a Disney princess type of person. Can, can I? Can I? That's fine. Okay. That's uh, fine. So I like all the the uh, the non-white Disney princesses. So I like uh, Princess Tiana and uh, Jasmine. They're my favorites. Cool. All <laughs> right. You just had a shitty day. What's your comfort food or vice of choice? Uh, I like listening to music. I, so not, not even a comfort food. Maybe ice cream if I had to. Cotton candy, ice cream. But I'm really cotton just gonna candy. put on my headphones and just take a nap. Yeah, cotton candy's kind of random. Mm, really? Yeah. Because you don't know that's, that's original. I respect it. I mean, yeah, it's just, unique. It's just you don't think about it's it like unless you're at thing, the yeah. amusement park or the carnival or the circus. So, my first job is at an ice cream parlor. So, in my defense, like, I really like ice cream. Um, I just went to an ice cream place in Norfolk. Uh, this weekend when they made my ice cream from scratch it's called Urban Ice and like I'm, it's not any sound to it but like this is cotton candy 
they like put it on there and chopped it all up with like bananas and stuff and that's so it was cotton candy and then they put and cotton candy cream. on the top so i was like oh this so you was in heaven heaven so music and cotton candy and i'm good okay describe life with kanye west as president oh um which kanye west uh the new Kanye. Uh, the new Kanye. <laughs> the new Kanye. I, I, um, because that's the Kanye we call it. Um, I don't, I don't think it ever happened to even describe, uh, to even imagine it. I just don't, we have we got, maybe we have gone that far. Um, <laughs> I, mm, it will be a, America would really have to find itself. I'm all for the old Kanye being supportive and being maybe in the cabinet, but oh God, I'm just thinking of Kanye coming down from the Trump Towers and that awkward handshake in that picture. I don't, I don't want that. I, I just uh, new Kanye scares me. We're upside down now. Why yeah, not? <laughs> that's the thing. We're upside down, so I don't even know. All right, name one thing you change about yourself. Nothing. I think all my awkwardness and flaws and clumsiness. I mean, it it bothers other people. It does not bother me at all. And I think does it, it all, bother other people? Yes. Like, but oh, so I fall all the time. Like. I walk real crooked. So the first answer people would think is I would change the way I walk because I walk, I'm slew footed. Mm. However, like when I fall, I'm just like, oh, my bad. And people are like, oh my God, are you okay? Can I help? And they feel really, they get really worked up. And I'm like, oh no, this is just a Monday. I fall. Like this is my first time today. It's yeah, only it's noon. It's Monday fall. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me. And I think it all comes together because that falling and getting back up, hey, that's why we're that's doing this trip. right you now. Got, you got to embrace. Yes. Yeah, so I wouldn't change that. it if I could. Mm. All right, if you had to go on a 30-day culture fast, which of these could you give up? Travel, art, fashion, being a foodie, leisure reading? Uh, the last three. Um, uh, I'm not a foodie. I'm not really into fashion. And I have, like, reading... Uh, exhaustion. Like I'll start. I love books. I'll start the first half. I'm like that was good, and I put it down. So, <laughs> so, so, so you got the ill library at home, but it's oh, all my a bunch book of half, is amazing. half read books. Yep, amazing. Just, but you know, I I read the last couple pages in the first half of it. Okay, I think we. Should, I think people should just start reading Cliff Notes in this right? day and age. We don't got time to read the books in full. You know, Audible is great. I should probably take that out. <laughs> All right. Do you believe the producers of Family Feud secretly want to start a race war? Um, I, I don't watch Family Feud enough. I know Steve Harvey's doing it, and I just saw that the, the Kardashian West were on it, or they, they just, I saw a picture that came through my timeline. It was like the West, and it was all of them over there. Uh -huh. um, but with that being said, um, I think they're just trying to get this money. So if perceiving a race war or making the whites teams go against, I, I don't know. As long as they get them checks in the day and Steve Harvey's coming for another season, then everybody's happy. Everybody's but happy. I just, if I think that's what it is, I probably just won't watch it. But I support all my, all my people, so I'll be tuning in more often. <laughs> Modern medicine or natural remedies? I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, so, you mean, you're talking about the TV show? Like, like you talking about... No, do you prefer modern oh, medicine? I, was about, or, I thought you were talking about medicine. I was like, no, I don't watch no, any of that. No. I was like, I don't watch TV. For yourself, but, when you're not feeling oh, well. <laughs> so, you know, the funny part about that is when you, when you uh, work for yourself, the insurance is a little bit shaky. So, I'm going to go with... Um, the latter of it the i've always remedy. been big i've always been big on anything holistic i can find um yeah i've my friends joke with me like i started like detoxing when i was like 18 i'm like this is great i'm gonna keep doing this so i've always been big on um holistic treatments. we need to be friends oh yeah because people I thought be laughing about, at me too yeah they, they judge me all the time i was talking about married to medicine i'm like y'all are not about to get me oh, up here no, talking no, about married no, to medicine no, no. i don't, <laughs> I I don't like, no 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 we're not doing reality tv <laughs> talking here all right if you were diagnosed with a rare disease and told the only way to live was to exercise five days a week how long would you last uh, as long as god had it for me i don't have i have no, nothing against exercising so if that's what i gotta do then that's probably good that i have to exercise consistently i'm probably healthier than those who don't have a disease okay so she's gonna live a long fruitful life i'll try name three <laughs> places in your city to take a first-time visitor 
Um, so I like to take people to the Lincoln Memorial, um, and I try to make them not look at Lincoln, but look out at the um, the the mall and everything, mall, yeah. and have them think about Marian Anderson's um, performance, yes. think about um, MLK, go to that step, yes. and everything, and just talk about how different viewpoints are. Mm-hmm. You can look up to Lincoln like being the savior and saving all the slaves, and look the other side and think about like how that really was our freedom and our defiance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like taking them there. Uh, I love taking them to the African American Museum and just showing them like, hey, you can get in at one o'clock. Bring your friends next time. Yeah. Um, and I also where else do I like to go? I like going to uh, the um, Malcolm X slash Meridian Park and even talking about why those names are like that. Yes. Um, I so, was just there last week mm-hmm. and we were talking about we were having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. The Forrest Gump scene was also in the Lincoln Memorial, right? Right outside of that. When I he's on the bench? I can't remember. Nah, when he's like starts walking in the water to get to the other side. Uh, I, mean, I, think, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to revisit that. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, give you yeah. the answer next week. Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, I was a Super Mario person all the way. All right, we get Super Mario across the board. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard Sonic Byron gave you Sonic though. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He was the one. He, yeah, he had the he had the Sega money. I had the Nintendo money, so I uh, <laughs> I didn't have the exclusive Sega. I watched his though. How old were you when you realized Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy were not real? Never thought that was a thing. When you like, <laughs> never okay. ever thought that was a thing. Good for you. Yeah. How has your upbringing informed your life choices, good and bad? Uh, everything. I mean, my, my upbringing has been always like struggle, struggle, fight. So for me, that's been helpful. But for other people, it's not always for them because yeah. I'm extremely persistent. Um, I, I take no as not now. Yeah. Um, and even when you're talking about funding, you're like, you know, when, how has it been difficult for funding? I'm like, even if I don't get funding when I want, that's putting an end on it. I'm going to keep on trying. So I might get funding and like, you know, hopefully I'll get it this year. But if I get it in 10 years, I'm going to still be there trying to get it done. So mm-hmm. it's so... It is, and I'm very much independent because I've had to grow up so, um, you know, so different early. from others. Yeah, so early. So, that, so some people, that's not, that's not for them. So, did you watch uh, Roxanne? Roxanne yet? No, I have not. You should watch it. T- what, tell me how I've I can find it on Netflix. On Netflix, Netflix? Yeah. okay. It's about uh, Roxanne Shante. Oh, you know what? I have seen it because everybody was telling me to watch uh, Seven Seconds. So I'm trying to get through that right now. Okay. And then... Yeah, I, I haven't gotten started on that. Okay. Yet. Netflix got too much content I know, for me. I can't I keep up. Uh, day, uh, day parties or nightlife. Oh, God, I'm a night owl all the way. My friends hate me because I text them. I start working at midnight, and I work from midnight to 7 a.m., and I will text them as it it comes to me, and they'll wake up to, like, a whole conversation by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had, you know, it's not for them. But for me, day parties, I never liked day parties because you would go and drink and be in bed by, like, Like 7. Yeah, 7 if I'm lucky, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, you're just like, what happened? I mean, like I said last week, day parties are like brunch without food. Yeah, but and I want. Just got a DJ. I want a chair. I want a guaranteed chair if I go someplace. I'm at the age now. I want a chair. I want, you know, I want some space. I want my stepping on me. So, right. day parties just. Ideally, I have the brunch that transitions into the day party. Yeah, that's that's overkill for you me. You got to go to New York for that most I, of the time now. So, no, nah, they got that, that here. I've seen that. They got that here. Um, I was at one yesterday, and I said, "This is too much." <laughs> All right, describe your first air travel experience. Uh, oh, that I remember. I want to say I went from uh, Atlanta to Chicago to meet my family for the first time. I didn't have any issues with it. I'm not afraid of flying. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I feel like life is scarier than flying. Like my day to day, the more might happen. Yeah. So I'm like, what? I'm a, a little turbulence is nothing compared to right? the challenges experienced <laughs> in life. life. <laughs> Name the last amazing album you heard. Oh, boy. I really like music. So I'm just going to, I'm going to regret. Nope. 
I really like Anderson Pack. So Malibu, it was probably the, a, amazing. Why, why would you say you would, you would regret that? Because like there's so much music in the span of music and a lot of new music, music, music. But you know, I have like I could say I love Ego Death from the Internet. That was Ego amazing. Death. You know, oh, I can I can say the Black Panther album. album, but that's recent. But it's like I have everything. I can say In Search of from NERD from way back. Yeah. You know, like but yeah. I I think the one that I listen to every day and my nerves get bad. People start getting on my nerves. I just throw on Malibu. What's the song that you put on? The first? Bird, of course. That just right. soothes my soul that's when funny. people start talking reckless. Heart don't stand a chance with Malibu. Oh right? yes, that's I love my, that. That's my yeah. Favorite, yeah, yeah. Name the best chicken spot anywhere. Not a big chicken eater. I okay. will say it's the devil anyway. Well, yeah. I like. I like. Uh, <laughs> Mandu's has. A, I don't know. I go to one on uh, Fifth and oh, K. 50K? Yeah, 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 they have really good um, Korean Korean um, barbecue. Yeah, I like the, Korean the chicken wings. Korean chicken wings. Yeah. Okay. Not a Bonton fan. I mean, bon I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm not. It's, I'm not big. I was um a pescatarian for so long, talking yeah. about detoxing and stuff, and I know what I shouldn't shouldn't be eating. So I try to stay away from meat when I can. Okay. Name the one best and one worst character trait of your generation. Uh, I think I would say access would be the best and the worth okay. worst because access, of course, you have all everything at your fingertips, but with access comes privilege. So people don't realize they have everything at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. So my students will always say things to me like, uh, oh, Miss Fraser, I can't find the answer to stuff. Like, you don't Google it and stop talking to me. Like, what's wrong? Let's Google it. It's yeah, right there. Right. Google is a verb now. You know what I'm saying? Right? Do y'all know what the word encyclopedia means? They do not. And it's funny. I worked at a museum <laughs> and they have- World book. Does that sound familiar They don't know any of that stuff. So you know how we had to just find encyclopedia to hope it was in there. It hasn't been updated. And these kids have it on their Dewey cell phone. decimal system. Almanacs, all that. So it's just, yeah. So it's great because everything's there. But because they grew up with it, they don't really understand the struggle and everything. So they yeah. kind of take it for granted. So right. I think access is the best and worst have you ever saw the rubik's cube i had no interest in it math is not my thing math uh what is it called um logic map any of that stuff just don't don't care about it um okay. so it ain't for me all right sweet or savory sweet i have all the cavities to prove it okay teeth still look nice okay mm -hmm. <laughs> i wouldn't have, I, would, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have peeped that had you not looks shown. the same on I've the top too uh, if you had 24 <laughs> hours to live, just think, where would you go? What would you do? Who would you screw? Who would you want to notify? Or would you deny that you're about to die? You can answer as many I'm as those as you want. I'm a very quiet, low-key person. So I think if I was about to die, I'll probably just find a really nice beach and like relax and, and just... Um just, you know, take it, take my time to myself. I mean, I feel like maybe I would, I don't even know if I would call anybody. I think I would just tell, like, my my I have my best friend, I would tell her. Um, she is also the, I'm not even, like, huge on social media, but she is the person that does my legacy account. You know, if you die, you have somebody that does your Facebook. Yeah. Sorry, I told her, anything happens, just shut it down. I don't want it to be a wall to people who's, like, giving their last. I'm like, no, just shut it down. I'm going to go someplace. I'm relax and you know, I'm simple. You may have already answered another question in this, but we'll see. Have you ever suffered from FOMO, fear of missing out? No, I think when you don't have, <laughs> when you don't really have things to, I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't that cool kid. So like when you're used to not going to things and not being invited, like uh, me and Byron would say to me like, oh, remember that party we went to a senior year after we graduated? I'm like, no, no, I, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't I don't. get the invite. I didn't get that invite. So I've been like that my whole life. So I don't really have a fear of missing out. And I like napping a lot. So if I feel like that, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. Jay-Z's Dynasty intro or Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares intro? I was not looking forward to this intro. question. Um, I'm going to go with the latter. However, it's the first one in a while, right? Really? Because I was here. I remember yeah. you talking about it. I, I just, you know, in 2000 when, when uh, Dynasty came out, it just wasn't. 
not that it wasn't for me. I'm just listening. To, I mean, that was when Cash Money was was doing a lot. That's when I was mm. listening to like In Search of. That's when I was doing um, a lot of other albums. So by the time, and I was in eighth grade. So yeah. by the time I would have really gotten into it and to rap and stuff, that's when Kanye was here. And I always related more of Kanye uh, than Jay. So I and I, I appreciate all the energy Meek put into that um, intro. I felt it was, he put all his you know his whole chest into that. So all right, I appreciate well, it. I'm gonna have to listen to both again. I did this morning just to get ready for this. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm gonna give some re- right. context mm-hmm. as to why I'm so biased to Jay Z's dynasty. You should intro. listen to both. Like, when's the last time you heard both back to back? Um, I heard both back to back. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. I did this morning. But I'm gonna tell you, now, and I'm not saying that Meeks is yeah. bad. Yeah, I just have preference for. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you why. Right. Because when the Dynasty album came out, that was my first year at Howard. Also that year for Yard Fest, um, the whole Rockefeller, Jay Z, and everybody came up for Yard Fest, and it was a You're surprise. Biased. No one knew. That they were coming, so I'm always attached to it for that reason. Sentimental You're, value. And can I also say, black is not crack. I thought you were younger me, younger than me this whole time, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's nice. Yes, I'm an old man. Over wow, here. you know, oh, just black is that is beautiful. Go. <laughs> All right, horns. Be rich where you are, or live wherever you want on your current income. I would live with no money wherever I want to. Once again, on a beach, quietly. Um, my name actually means water, and I didn't realize how much I miss being next to water until I left it. Because it's something very calming and peaceful. Don't ask me if I can swim. However, my name does mean water, and I like to just relax. Word. Yeah. What gives you power? Um, coming back day to day. I feel like there's so many things against us that we probably shouldn't even, you know, I don't know how I got this far. Uh, so it's that's what empowers me, just seeing other people doing the best they can do, um, giving back to students. I feel like if, if you have all this power and you keep it with yourself, is that really power? You have to make sure you leave the door open and, and reach back to other people. So that's what makes me feel the best and feel powerful. Word. <laughs> I'm almost reluctant to answer, answer this question. Go for it. Because... I just you can make me pass. You can make me pass. All I don't right. feel it. If you ruled the world and everything in it. Sky's the limit. Stop doing that. I can't help it. <laughs> I didn't even imagine that. Go for it. Push the Q45 <laughs> right? and finish. That's it. I'm changing the question. I'm changing it. I was going to say, I Is want a new question. Is that reluctant? Because you know it's going to finish the bar? I, 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 somebody, yeah, I was going to ad-lib. Somebody. Um, that's it. This, this question's out the door. All right. I want it's a new the 24 hours to live that throws him off, though. See? Because people are checking for lyrics after that. Yeah. But see, a lot of people don't know that reference, though. Oh, we already Who doesn't know that reference? A lot of people don't know where that chorus is from. Hold on. Let me check that. I'm old. So now you got to replace the question though you can't no no i'm gonna change it i'm gonna change it uh okay you could use only one social media platform for the rest of your life what is it uh vine rest in peace vine Vine. i forgot all about vine Jack apparently is a fan was a fan of Vine. Vine was great. Vine was amazing. I mean, it was for me being a teacher, it was like look at these kids being creative and collaborative in six seconds, telling a full, concise story. And they started from nothing and they kept on going. They were getting new apps to make it better. They were getting sound effects. They got lighting. They got microphones. And you can see the progression of these kids. And Vinely Famous was a thing. So you don't you know, these kids are famous and getting deals off of Vine. So I was like, that was the true entrepreneur's hustle as far as a social media platform for me. Okay. Name of the first person you kissed. I, I thought about this last night. It's really hard. I think it was a guy named Joe Morris in middle school. Wow. Okay. Most people are like, uh, I thought was, I was, uh, I went through all the podcasts. I'm like, I can't, can't, um, uh, I gotta uh, make sure Samantha, I have my answers. It was, uh, no, I thought uh, about it. I was um, like, it was Joe, John. Mo- <laughs> Joe Morris <laughs> in middle school behind, like near the, 
the trailers because no one you go to we don't have space in your school yeah, the trailers. Trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailers. verse three if i ruled the world and everything and it's sky's the limit i push the q45 infinite it would be no such things as jealousies jealousy or b felonies y'all got my lyrics down man. Mm-hmm. no we we were talking about no no we weren't talking about no we weren't talking about, no, no, talk about saying, that right. we were talking about the other the other song oh, okay the 24 hours to live oh, shit. yeah everybody knows the nine song okay all right what does living my best life mean to you uh, living my best life means, um, you know, s- taking time for myself, no burnout, but just making sure that I am connecting all that I learn back to people so they can come up behind me. Is that too simple? No, that's not too simple. I, there's no, there's so there's, much. I, I, I don't place any yeah, parameters on what people just It's such a simple answer, but I just don't see a lot of that. And that's what's really upsetting that if we could make some type of pipeline, not a one-off that... Like, I, I don't have the best idea out there. There's Kanye has this line that's like, I forgot better things than you ever thought of. Yeah. And I feel like I when talking to my friends, like they have so many ideas that just come in and out and you got these apps and people are making this stuff for like an eighth of that idea, yeah. you know? And it's like, so I just hope that by showing people like you can do it, you can do all, you can do better than me, yeah. that that's what brings me power. That's what brings me peace. That's what I want to keep going after, you know, we know our time is limited here. So yes. in the time, what is our legacy going to be? And if I can open the door, like, you know, what if it wasn't for my history teacher, my math teacher that made me think I could do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all it takes to spark a whole revolution. I call that the, the yeah. Tupac credo. Mm-hmm. It's fire the mind. Final yeah. question. Independence or integrity? That's is that a new one? No. No, independence or integrity. Oh gosh, you got me. I'm oh I can't have but I, I would go for integrity. Okay. Um yeah. at least I've been you know, we've been having good people on the show. Yeah, I would go for integrity. <laughs> I would just, I just um some kind of moral compass I that's mean, I not work with students you know I can't be I you know I just if I always tell myself like would they be proud of me of my decisions now and I've worked some jobs where I was like Ugh, I don't know if I can do this or this mean this is probably not where to be right now and I think like what would your students think they're like what are you doing Miss Frazier <laughs> so I try to make sure that I'm a good moral compass for myself and for my students okay and my students are I teach like older kids I'm not teaching like like um second grade I'm teaching kids who are like my last group is graduating in June okay Okay. So they're still very much here, and they done came up on social media, and it just try to. That's the worst thing being a teacher and your students seeing you on social media. One of my kids figured out my Snapchat, and I barely oh, even use Snapchat, wow. and he would just pop up everywhere. Up, huh? Yeah, I was like, "How did you?" What? That would I would have been that kid because I'm good at figuring out people's mm-hmm. um, social media handles if they don't tell. I was like, uh, I think and, I can find this person. Mm-hmm, I'm like the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and I got kind of teaching person. right when social media became big, so I didn't. Okay. So yeah, I, I kind of dodged that bullet with teaching and heavy social media. Okay, well, we are right at in. the at the hour mark. So Kai, please let us know what's next for you. Uh, what's next? Uh, we are filming these Obama portraits, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, we should be finished filming this week, and that will be the first time it will be a professionally filmed uh, virtual reality experience. Okay. And share it all you can, and then move into uh, San Francisco, Oakland. So that's Monday. So super wow. excited about well, that. We caught, you, we caught you just, just in time. caught me, yeah. So uh, tell people where they can find you. Uh, Across Instagram for my startup, it's um, at Curated by Kai. And then I'm probably only work Instagram a lot. So underscore KA1 is my personal Instagram. Um, yeah, and if, <laughs> sorry. And if we, for the Obama portraits, we are crowdfunding for it. So if, um, 
Yes, go call visit, to action yes, for call the crowdfunding. We're crowdfunding. <laughs> so if you go to Curate by Kai, Curate X Kai, my name is K-A-I. So CurateXKI.com, you'll see a big pop-up that says donate now uh, because that's a whole other conversation. When, what's going to happen to make uh, our community donate to our causes that are going to improve our community? Right. Um, and I don't know what's going to have to happen, but if you can, CurateByKai.com, you know, hit that donate button. We'd be more, we'd be much appreciative for it. Well, safe travels to you. you Thank know, you. I'm looking forward to just following the the, the, the the journey as it as it unfolds and uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show today Kai. thank you thanks for listening to this program on full service radio broadcasting and recording from the line hotel in adams morgan washington dc full service radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.